Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash malicious compliance, where an annoying teacher gets exactly what she asked for. Our next Reddit post is from the Articulate Grunt. I was a captain at the time and had been assigned as chief of security for an army hospital. So, as the lingo goes, when the calls came down, I was Dr. Strong. I was in the office when a lieutenant colonel came in. Hey there, Captain. I need you to take care of an issue for me. Of course, sir. If it's within my area and power, I'll see what I can do. Well, the general's driver's wife is in the maternity ward, having just had her baby, and she has a problematic roommate. She's always closing the curtain and blocking her line of sight to the window. She's also messing with the TV. I need this woman moved to another room. Um, that's definitely outside of my area of control, sir. I don't oversee or control anything with patients unless it's an issue of security, safety, or... Yes, yes, I know, but you know everyone, and the doctors and nurses will listen to you more than me. You're one of them now, and they rely on you. Sir, really? I know, I know, no promises. This would really make the general happy, though. His driver is like a second son to him, so I would really owe you. It's room number such and such. Just give it your best for a fellow infantryman, okay? I breathed deep for a minute. What room number again, sir? He smiled and told me. Roger, sir. I'll do my best and look into it. I've got a couple of favors I might be able to use. Outstanding. Thanks. And he left. So on I went up to maternity to find the head nurse. She was not pleased because apparently the lieutenant colonel had been up there earlier trying to sling his weight around. And so he came to find me when it had no effect. I pointed out the room though and she smiled. We both chuckled a little bit and I asked, So, can you help me out with fixing this, please? Giving me a big friendly smile, she said, Well, the corner room is open. We could move the bothersome lady in there, though she'll likely have a new roommate later today. Then again, once the bed is clean and reset, we'll likely be putting another lady in there with the driver's wife too. As a matter of fact, she paused and looked over the files. It'll probably be a Hispanic lady having her fourth kid. She was likely to end up in the corner room, but after this move, she would have to go in with the driver's wife. Well, if that's how it has to be, as long as we can accommodate the lieutenant colonel's request. Okay, but you're helping me move the lady out of the room. Yes, ma'am, of course. The lady who had been causing such disturbances for the driver's wife was quite calm and gave no issues with the move nor even asked any questions. I called the lieutenant colonel once it was done and made sure to tell him that I had no concrete knowledge if or when a new roommate might be moved into the room, but that the staff was really not happy with the move and extra work. He thanked me, and I never heard anything of it again. The entertaining part about the whole thing? The bothersome lady got put into a room with a better view. The woman who had kept closing the curtain for some privacy and turning down the loud noise the driver's wife kept putting on the TV was my wife who just had our first kid. Our next Reddit post is from Rumbunbun. A few years ago, I took a customer service job, and my boss, Shirley, was the laziest, snarkiest person I've ever worked around. She spent her day on social media and personal calls while her inbox grew. Shirley's boss rarely came around and was happy as long as Shirley didn't bring any problems to her. So, of course, Shirley didn't. She buried any problems. After I'd been there a couple of weeks, Shirley was showing us some new procedure. I don't even remember what it was, but it was something I'd done in a previous position and there was a much easier way of doing it. I asked if I could make a suggestion and Shirley instantly shot it down. No, I don't want suggestions or help unless I specifically ask for them. Just do what I tell you to do. It was embarrassing and demeaning to say the least. When Shirley went to lunch, the girl who had been training with me asked me what I was going to suggest and I showed her. She agreed that it was more efficient and she showed the others. 
She told me they just worked around Shirley. They all disliked her and just waited until she was away to discuss problems and come up with solutions and left Shirley out of it. A year later, the lady who trained me retired. Before she left, she showed me how to run statistic reports. They showed how many calls each rep took, how long the calls lasted, how many rings before each call was answered, typical call center stuff. She asked me to take over putting together a report including email statistics each month to send to an e-commerce manager. Shirley was to give me the email statistics. After the first month, I emailed Shirley asking for the email stats. She ignored it. After the second month, the same thing. I decided that if it wasn't important to her, then I just wouldn't do it. I figured if I was questioned, I would just show the emails that I sent to Shirley reminding her so my butt would be covered. Nothing ever came of it. So things went for the next couple of years. Then came the announcement that Shirley's boss had been fired and while they searched for a replacement, Shirley would be reporting to the president of the company. She was terrified. He had her jumping through hoops. He had her submitting reports to him, attending meetings, and answering questions. She returned from one meeting frantic. Shirley told our senior rep, Angela, that the president wanted her to bring him phone statistics that afternoon, and she had no idea where to get them. Hmm, I knew. Angela knew I knew. While Shirley sat at her desk trying to figure out what to do, Angela came to me and said, You aren't going to tell her, right? I said, well, she once told me she didn't want my help unless she specifically asked for it, right? Well, she hasn't specifically asked me. We grinned at each other. Shirley went to her meeting empty-handed. She ended up getting fired a week or so later. I don't think it was because she didn't have the phone statistics, but that was probably one of the many things that made it apparent that she didn't know what she was doing. Our next Reddit post is from Hooked on Phone Love. My university has a dorm for foreign exchange students. It was intended as a short-term residency and lacked many of the amenities of other dorms. The room was divided into pods, each with four or so rooms attached to a common kitchen and bathroom. It was four plus people to a room. No privacy, no locks, no real rules. You were assigned a pod, but they didn't bother assigning beds, so you just took one and worked out amongst yourselves. But rent was cheap, about 150 euros or so, so local students also took advantage. Quarters were tight, but people more or less got along. However, there was this one girl who was just the definition of entitled. She would buy enough groceries for a family of four, stuff the communal fridge full of her food, then leave it all to rot and freak out at anyone who dared move her things or throw out her rotten food. She would shamelessly take someone else's laundry out of running machines, put her stuff in the machine instead, and leave the other person's wet laundry in a heap on the floor or wherever. To make matters worse, she apparently felt entitled to the best room or bed or whatever and would routinely move to another student's bunk, dumping all their stuff in the hall. Why this behavior was permitted to continue is beyond me, but whatever, it was university. Each pod has a resident advisor, essentially a student mentor responsible for ordering repairs and babysitting. The RA got their own room with a locking door. Our RA graduated at the end of my third year and vacated her room over the summer. The entitled jerk immediately moved in. Unfortunately for me, I was assigned as the new RA. I got the news less than a week before the end of my summer session. I told the entitled jerk to move out, the resident manager told her to move out, and other people warned her. Her response, Don't any of you dare touch my effing stuff! She decided to go for a long weekend with some friends to get away from the hostile environment. The thing is, my classes were over and I was going to be home to my parents for the rest of the summer. My parents lived about 10 hours away by train, and I wasn't about to drag my stuff home when I had a perfectly good locking room. I texted Entitled Jerk one last time and asked her what she wanted me to do with her things. 
Don't you dare. My stuff stays. Okay, well, that seems reasonable to me. So I got a couple of boxes from the resident manager, gently packed up her things, stowed them under my bed, moved my stuff in, and locked up. I got a furious text message a few days later demanding to know if I'd locked her room. I reminded her that this was my room. She demanded to know where her things were. Well, you told me to leave them, so I did. I told her she was welcome to pay for a train ticket for me to come back, unlock my room, let her collect her things, and GTFO. She declined and told me that if I wanted to come back, I need to pay for my own ticket. Well, given that I didn't want to come back, I passed on her offer and stayed gone for the next four weeks. She had to wrap up her studies with just four days worth of clothes. Her computer was also locked in my room, and as far as I know, she didn't even have a blanket and pillow. I never saw her again. Her parents got her stuff when I returned. Honestly, OP, you're a saint. After dealing with a roommate like that for three years, I would have just left their stuff in the hallway and peaced out. Our next Reddit post is from DWUT. I work for an awful mental health support agency and I was injured by a client at work in June. So I was on work cover for 12 weeks. I recently tried to go back, but I found that my mental health really declined due to the toxic workplace and upper management not caring about anything other than money. Last week I was on a Zoom meeting and juggling my three-year-old at the same time, but trying my best. After that Zoom meeting, my manager's manager called my personal phone and gave me an informal warning because I wasn't smiling. She told me it would become a formal complaint if you can't present as an enthusiastic team member. The manager then promptly reassigned me to be directly under her, taking me away from my team and any contact with anyone other than her. Yesterday I missed one call while I was in the bathroom and she sent a long email about her role versus my role, telling me basically what a pleb I am and said my injury wasn't that bad and people who have been assaulted more seriously have come back much faster. That is to say, management bullies us if we don't return. Now she needs to know my progress and whereabouts every day, even though I'm currently on 10-hour contract on admin duties. Cue malicious compliance. She's now receiving emails every 8 to 10 minutes about what I'm doing in my work, including if I'm taking a toilet break, what program I'm using, who I just spoke to, as well as questions like, I know your email said you'd like me to contact all staff, but I just need to clarify. You want everyone to receive it, right? Etc. She stopped responding by 11am and would like to reassign me back to my original boss by next week. Clearly OP, she doesn't want to manage you. She just wants to flex on you and show you how much more important she is than you. Once she realized that she would get more annoyance and satisfaction out of bossing you around, she dropped you like a bad habit. Our next Reddit post is from Chargamer. Background, I'm currently in high school and we have Zoom meetings in almost every class every day for online school. I dislike it, especially having to have our cameras on. I get super self-conscious that anyone in my class could be looking at me and I wouldn't know. A user in the comments pointed out that I could be paranoid, which I think could be true. Being paranoid is the best way to describe the feeling. My English teacher, who we'll call Miss Stevens, is super extroverted and loves to see her students. This is all fine and dandy, but she obsesses over it. She yells at kids all the time for not having their cameras on, because she wants to see you participating in the class. I personally don't think students should have to invite their class into their personal life for a grade. After a while, she got fed up with people ignoring her demands, so she started docking points for the day's assignment if you didn't have your camera on. I joined a class session recently without my camera on as per usual and I began working on the assignment. She stayed completely silent about my camera for some reason, which I loved. I could work in peace. 
Later that evening, I got a notification on my phone that I got a 75% on today's assignment. This was terrible for me because it took my grade in her class down to a B and I lost my 4.0 GPA. I emailed Miss Stevens and asked if it was a mistake or anything and she said something along the lines of, I need to see you participating in the class and because I couldn't, I felt it was necessary to deduct 25% from your grade. I told her that I didn't feel comfortable turning my camera on, which I feel is totally reasonable. She gave me a hard no and said, nobody's watching you in class, they're watching me because I'm the teacher. You'll get used to it eventually. I was pissed, all I want is a little bit of privacy. Sure, not all the kids stare, but we all have moments where we get lost staring. I decided I would turn my camera on, but I wanted her to regret it. I downloaded a super glitchy, flashy, bright, and disgusting glitch effect that I could put over my camera using a plugin for OBS that I found online. It lets you use your OBS as your camera, so I could add whatever I wanted. The next day I show up for my meeting and I turn my camera on. A few minutes into the lesson, I turn on the glitch effect and lower the frame rate on my camera to make it look like I was lagging. Miss Stevens asked what was happening, so I replied that I think my Wi-Fi is being slow or something. She moved on with the lesson, but you could tell that she was starting to get annoyed by the constant flashing on her screen while she was talking. There isn't enough kids in the class for her to simply put me on another page, and I don't think she knows how to turn my camera off herself. I began to enjoy seeing her reaction, so after I finished my assignment, I started messing around with it a little. I started flashing random things on my camera, like pictures of Shrek, memes, whatever came to my mind pretty much. She pulled me aside after class and she lectured me on how having my camera on like that was distracting me, even though I finished my assignment after only like 15 minutes or so. I just said, you wanted me to turn my camera on, so I did. You never told me what I had to have on my camera. She kind of rolled her eyes a little and just gave in. I don't have to have my camera on in class anymore. She also apparently emailed my parents about me being distracting and when I showed the plugins to my parents, they found it hilarious and didn't care all that much. I wasn't distracting any of the other students and I was already done with my work, so no problems here. A lot of people in the comments are asking if my grade got fixed and if I contacted the principal. Both of these things happened, and I'm sure my teacher got a talking to from the principal. My grade is fixed, and I'm back to having all A's. This is kind of giving me Princess Bride vibes. You know that scene where that guy's like, Never mess with a Sicilian when death is on the line? OP's like, Never mess with a Gen Z when technology is on the line? I'm not sure how this boomer teacher expected to outsmart a Gen Z student when their battlefield was online. Our next Reddit post is from Active Tall. I took employment at a soon-to-be open cafe. The owner was the type that thought they knew everything about the catering industry, even though they'd worked in HR for 20 years. The coffee machine was delivered and I was given the task of arranging the installation. For a start, the layout of this place was terrible. There was no wash sink installed behind the counter. The owner really cheaped out on the plumbing. The owner assured me that there was sufficient plumbing to the cold water piping and pointed out the pipe. Something was off, and I maintained that the piping was actually part of the radiator system. I was patronizingly told that I wasn't a plumber and I should just do as instructed. So, I installed the machine that way, straight off of that pipe. The machine was filled, and the owner excitedly insisted that I start making complimentary coffees for his friends. Dutifully, I made around 50 cups of coffees for the owner's friends and loved ones. When it came time to clean up, I noticed that the water was running a dark brown. No one noticed this earlier because, hey, coffee's brown. I emptied the entire pressure from the system and it still wasn't getting any clearer. 
Long story short, the plumber was called, my suspicions were confirmed, and the owner had given 50 cups of radiator water coffee to his nearest and dearest. The machine had to be stripped down to get the sediment out, and the central heating system needed to be repressurized. Well, look on the bright side. At least it wasn't a sewer pipe. That was our slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.